So you think evacuating during a disaster is a challenge? Well, wait until you hear Kathy's dilemma. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. Welcome to podcast episode number 200. Woohoo! Yes, we, I can't believe we actually made it 200 episodes. It's almost four years, if my math is correct. And I'm pretty sure it's correct this time, but, but listen, I, I really want to, I appreciate everybody's support over uh, these last 200 episodes. Uh, I can't believe we made it this far. Um, I wanted to do a special something this week in celebration of our 200th episode while also giving you a sneak peek into the future of what we have coming up for the podcast itself. Now, if you would like to help us celebrate our 200th episode, what would be freaking awesome is if you would just go on over to our podcast page and leave us one of those super cool five-star reviews and tell the world just how badass we really are. Like Pa Rush, who gave us five stars and said, fantastic. I am somewhat new to survival and prepping, but not to tactical guns. Jeff and everyone he interviews paints a great picture with their stories, training tips, and experiences. I look forward to the next one every week. Keep up the great work. Well, Thanks, Pa Rush. Really appreciate that. And if you think that we are a five-star worthy, then please do me a personal favor and let us know by leaving your own review over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. Now, okay, let me start off the show by giving you just a few quick insights into some of what's coming up that we're going to be doing in the future with the podcast. So what I'd like to do, there's there's a few things here. Number one, I want to do kind of shorter episodes. So listen, if you haven't figured it out yet, I love to talk, right? I just, I love to talk. Maybe my wife doesn't listen to me enough. I don't know, but you're my audience and I, and I have a captive audience there and I like to talk and there's a lot of things that I want to share. This podcast we created really to give you actual tips that you can use right away for planning out survival, self-defense, or firearms training. And, but I, I realized that they can go pretty long and I really didn't, I never expected them to be that long. So we want to start doing some shorter episodes and really kind of chunking things down to things that our experts out there really think that people don't know, like really getting the juiciest, sexiest secrets out of them, which they always do anyway. But I think I've got some ways that I can dig out a little bit more and that's going to be coming up. And I think we can do that in a shorter time period. The second thing we're going to be doing is more Facebook live broadcasts in video. So if you're not a member of our Facebook page, I highly recommend you go over and check it out. We have almost a million followers over there right now over at facebook.com slash modern combat and survival. Uh, just go ahead and sign up and, and follow our page. And we are going to be doing more engagement with our audience over there with some, my, my goal, <laughs> my goal, I say it as a goal because I, I, I'm going to try my best, but man, it's been really hard on Fridays or sometime during the week, I want to do at least one Facebook Live where we're engaging with our, our audience and I can give you a quick tip over there. Promise to kind of get right to the, the tips and uh, and not not drag those out 
very long, but it's meant really just meant to get in there in video format and engage with you guys out there and, and just give you some, some other things out there. So please go over to our Facebook page and check that out. And the third thing I wanted to tell you about is that I want to do more real life case studies with real people who listen to our show. And I'm talking about you. So I realize that there are people out there that have specific questions that they want answered, that they're looking for information on. Uh, there are other people that have really great tips. Like I learn from you as well as from our, our guests and as well as you learning from us and, and from me. So I'm always looking to improve whatever it is that I'm doing. Or if you have a, a topic that you want to debate with me that you think you have a better way of doing something, please Go ahead and let us know because I would, I'm always, I'm look, I'm open to changing my mind, right? I'm just looking to have the best plan in place for everything that I do. And we're looking for your tips as well. And the other thing that you might want to sign up for is to be a featured guest on our show. Now I would like to do an actual, I'd like to do some episodes where we just get one of our listeners on here and either talk through things with Q and A or we get some of your tips as well. So you could be a featured guest on an upcoming show that we have. Now, whether you have a question or a tip or you want to be a featured guest, you can let us know over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash tips. And you can go ahead and, and fill out the form there and let us know what you've got for us. Okay. Now, speaking of which in real world case studies and questions and, and real people, I thought the best way to really kick things off for our 200th episode is to let you be a fly on the wall with a call that I recently got from one of our New World Patriot Alliance members. Kathy, and that's not her real name, um, but Kathy had a really great question. Now, if you're not a New World Patriot Alliance member, um, one of the things besides our exclusive workshops that we have in there, which are really deep dive workshops on very specific topics with our experts, is um, in addition to that, the elite members also get, I open up my office phone line once a week uh, to talk one-on-one -on -one with members about their personal needs related to self-protection and preparedness. And Kathy recently called me up and she had a challenge that was really, really interesting. And it's really, um, I mean, it's extreme, but it's not far off from what a lot of our members and a lot of our listeners I know out there are dealing with as well. All right. And it has to do with preparing for a disaster under extreme circumstances. So here's Kathy now with the challenge that she's facing with being more prepared. My secondary form of transportation is a wheelchair with a service dog that pulls it, and I have a three-year-old grandson. I would dearly love to have your ex-Bob, but all I have right now is a backpack. If I had to leave my car for some reason, okay. I, if I had, you know, like you have, you show bicycles, you know, I'm, that's out of my, yeah. I, I have a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me anything? Anything that would help me make sure that I can get that baby to safety. Okay, we're back. And, and, and I think, I mean, hopefully you can hear the angst in Kathy's voice. I can tell you from having a, a conversation with her that she's been thinking about this for a long time. And obviously a lot of people out there see that there are threats, but maybe feel more challenged in being able to address those threats or prepare for those types of threats. Kathy's situation is really, really extreme, and it's a tough one, right? So I think you can hear that the the angst in her voice with the obstacles she has in her way. Um, I mean, if she ever had to and by the way, just to give you a little bit more background to this, uh, if she ever had to evacuate from her home during a crisis, she's alone. She's physically challenged. She has a young child with her. She has a dog with her. 
she's trying to take care of everybody and herself, but what if she were to break down? She's aware from our training, because Kathy has gone through some of our training, she's aware that you can get out there on the road and being try, trying to get to safety, and all of a sudden you hit that parking lot, right? You hit that 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 virtual parking lot on the highways, maybe that stops you, maybe your vehicle breaks down, those types of things, right? So, um, so it's obvious that she has a real, real problem here. Now, whether you have your own challenges or you have no limitations whatsoever in your preparedness options, let me give you three quick tips from my conversation with Kathy so that you can use whatever tactics will fit your own situation. All right. All right. So tip number one is really about your number one piece of survival gear, which is your brain. Now, Kathy was shocked when I told her that despite her challenges, she was already way, way ahead of most people when it comes to prepping for a crisis. Now, you and I both know that 98% of everyone out there, whether they're able-bodied or not, really aren't doing any kind of planning for a disaster. And these these are the victims that we see on the news following a crisis. They're the people that fight, flight, or freeze. They just lock up. They don't know what to do, and they end up becoming that news story about either a death or stranded or stuck in a FEMA camp somewhere. Katrina is like a really, really good example of that, right? I mean, that's the, that's the one we always go to. But people with challenges, okay, whether you are older, uh, physical limitations that you might have for mobility, financial circumstances, things like that, I can tell you that, pe- that talking with people that consider themselves challenged, they typically just feel like they don't have any options, right? Like, and, and that ends up stopping them right then and there. And Kathy is facing her challenges head on, and she's deciding to do something about it. But most people just have excuses. It's a, it's a reason to, proc- to procrastinate. And so, look, doesn't matter what your situation is. Kathy's a really great inspiration for you because she realizes that she has to put a plan in place. She has somebody that she is um, responsible for. She has a three-year-old grandson that she has to take care of. And just rolling over and saying, oh, there's nothing I can do, isn't going to cut it. So she is going ahead and she is making a plan. She's She became a member of the New World Patriot Alliance. She called me up on the phone. And I can tell you that she was calling through several times. I could see when I was talking to somebody else that there, she kept calling and calling and calling to try and get through. She finally got through and I'm really glad that she did. But it's a great lesson for you that your number one piece of survival gear is your brain and the action that you put behind your plans. Okay. All right. So talking about those plans, tip number two, something I shared with Kathy was to start with where you're at. Now I can tell you that there's so many people I talk to that feel unprepared because not only because they might have physical limitations or they're older, but because they don't have a, they don't have a year's worth of survival food stocked up. They don't have that four by four Mad Max mobile to bug out with. They don't have a, a 50 caliber Gatling gun staged at their second floor bedroom window. There are a lot of things, like, there are a lot of things out there to prepare for, right? It can be overwhelming. And it can be overwhelming to think about all the things that you have to get together to be prepared for those threats. Now, all those things are cool. It'd be great to have a Mad Max mobile and a 50 caliber Gatling gun, but that pipe dream isn't going to do you any bit of good if our electrical grid goes down tomorrow and stays down, right? Well, 
Well, Kathy didn't have a bunch of supplies. What she did have was some food and water set aside along with a backpack and that she knows that she can grab it at a moment's notice. And not only that, but she, she followed the advice from one of our other programs that she took and she got her dog his own backpack so that he could carry food, water, and actually even pull her wheelchair if needed. Now, what I'll often do with our NWPA members during our one-on-one calls is have them really start with the right list of supplies that they'll need. And and I really mean like putting it down on paper. Now, some of our programs have checklists that are built into them to be able to give you like here's your cheat sheet, here's your here's what you can actually like put together and and um just use as a checklist, right? So so that's really helpful. And I tell people to go ahead and make a list of the supplies that you're going to need and then start checking off what you already have. Now, you can do this out there, too. So just get out a pad of paper or get a checklist. If you have one of our programs that has a checklist, go ahead and print it out. But go ahead and do that. And then on one side, go ahead and, and, and just start checking off what you already have. The next thing I tell people to do is assess your current assets and think about them differently. All right. So what can be used as a potential substitute right now, like today, until you can get to the equipment that you already have? Kathy was a really good example. She would love to have one of our X-Bob uh, bug out bags, but she couldn't do it right now. She's on a you know low fixed income and, and, and she just she couldn't pull it off right now. But she does have a backpack. She doesn't have a year's worth of survival food set aside or even maybe even like one of our the you know with our ex-bobs we always include 72 hours of survival food in it. Well, she doesn't have a survival food pack or anything like that, but she does have some food that she can put inside of there to have things ready to go today just in case something were to happen tomorrow. Again, I can't tell you how many people just put off doing any sort of, pl- of prepping because they they think that they they need to do it all the right way and do it all at once. Not true, folks, not true. So, after you figure out what your current assets are and you and you start putting them in as substitutes, then what you start doing is prioritizing your next purchases so that you have a plan of action to reach that level that you want. And then you can put that into a budget so that you can slowly eke away at it with little by little to make sure that you're more and more prepared each and every week or paycheck or month whatever you can personally do, okay? All right, and the third uh, the third tip that I gave to Kathy really addresses her problem. So let me give you some tips if this sounded familiar, like, hey, I've, I've got a similar problem. It's really a challenge. I'm alone. I'm a single parent. I'm, a, I'm older. I'm, I don't have mobility. What happens if I'm evacuating to safety? My vehicle breaks down. What am I going to do? Because I'm not this 30-year-old stud out there that can just, slap a backpack on, or I can't even use a bicycle to be able to get to safety, what do I do? Well, my tip to her was to not think of it as a lone wolf bug out strategy. Now, I realize that it's just her, her, it could just be her, her dog, and three-year-old grandchild, right? But in, in a bug out evacuation scenario, what I recommend is that you not head out onto the road with just one vehicle, unless that's all you have, obviously, but best case scenario, you're part of a mutual aid group or as we often call it, like a survival group, right? And if you are or if you are coordinating with other people, then you should already have a plan for meeting up and leaving in a convoy so that you can support one another in getting to your mutual destination. But the same holds true even if it's just you and your family. So I can tell you that for me and my family, 
My wife is going to take her vehicle and I'm going to take my vehicle. We both have supplies in them. We are both going to go out together when we evacuate. It's not going to be everybody piles into the car all in one vehicle and we take off. Now, there's reasons for that. So, one, if one car breaks down, you have a second there to keep going rather than just you know, getting on a bike or throwing your bug out bag on your back and, and trying to get to your destination that way. It's good to have a second vehicle there just in case. All right. And also just another reason, if one vehicle does get stopped by other people, which can happen. All right. So if you think about like that jammed park, that parking lot of a highway, well, people get desperate. They get frustrated. They get angry. They get really upset. And if you're doing some of the things that we talk about in our evacuation programs, our bug out programs, um, then you're going to be able to bypass them. Well, people don't like that. Have you ever been like in a traffic jam before? Uh, I, I'm sure I've been in this, this scenario several times. So I think a lot of you can probably identify with what I'm going to say, but you might be in like a bumper to bumper, like a stop and go traffic, right? Or if, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the highway and it literally is just stopped probably because of a, an accident or something like that. Right. And then all of a sudden you look in your, 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 uh, your rear view mirror or your side mirror and you see this vehicle coming up like the median, like they're not in the actual lanes where everybody is supposed to, if they were following the rules, they're going up along the shoulder of the road and they're bypassing everybody. Now you've been sitting in this line for the last 37 minutes and here comes this person and who the hell do they think they are? It's obviously not a first responder going to the accident. It is somebody who just does not want to play by the rules, doesn't want to wait with the rest of us and they're going to go up and bypass us. Same thing happens during rush hour when you know there's that one lane that's getting off the exit and it's a mile long and People come up, maybe even you, and you try and squeeze in like you bypass that big old line and you try and squeeze in there at the last minute and you just piss everybody else off behind you that's been sitting there following by the rules, right? Well, imagine doing that during a scenario where everybody is jammed. There's a crisis happening. Everyone's desperate. Everyone's panicked. Everyone's angry. And here you come up bypassing everybody because you were prepared or you knew how to get past all of them. Well, it's not unlikely that somebody could stop you and there becomes this whole monkey mind sort of thing where everybody just kind of comes around you, surrounds you, stops you. Hey, that's not fair. You get back in here with everybody else or somebody that you know, people want you to, to give up some of your supplies. There are any number of scenarios that can play out there, but you've got to be prepared for the, the possibility that other people caught in this same crisis could become the threat very quickly. When that happens, and if your vehicle gets surrounded or uh, you're looking at that type of scenario, you have another vehicle there for emergency backup, especially if like you're, you're separating yourselves a little bit in, in the evacuation. One vehicle gets stopped. That becomes the primary focus. The second vehicle can, be, can become the backup with somebody while everybody else's attention isn't on them. So they can come in either with um, weapons, if they if they need to, less than lethal weapons. I'm assuming you know there's that's a whole other topic that we'll get into one day. But but nonetheless, it's good to have backup if you actually need it in the crisis. Okay, for for like a counterattacker to be able to get to safety. Now for Kathy, fortunately she has neighbors that she has a very good relationship with, and and ironically they lived through Hurricane Katrina, 
And even if they're not preppers, they, they already understand that bad things happen to good people and that taking quick, decisive action to get to safety is a critical need and that's kind of a crisis or else you end up in the Superdome with all the other victims of Hurricane Katrina. So she's really fortunate. And in, in, in when I asked her, it's like, do you know of anybody? Like, who would you reach out to if it is just you? Like, who would who do you have for support? And she brought up her neighbors. And this, and this so an asset she hadn't really thought of before. Now, she plans on talking with them to get some sort of agreement ahead of time that they'll have a destination. They can both leave together in separate vehicles and that she will have her own supplies that they need to that they don't need to provide for her. So for you, you can look at the same type of a scenario. Even if it is just you and your family, um, then think about how you can take multiple vehicles to be able to get to your destination. If you have the ability or if you if you haven't started, I, I highly recommend you start seeking out people that are like-minded that you can meet up with, that you can leave in convoy because there is strength in numbers. Okay, so I highly recommend that you start to put together your own plans when it comes to working with other people to be able to survive a crisis. Okay, so those are just a few of the things that I talked about with Kathy. Um, But the whole foundation for preparing for a crisis is to never say die. Right. Never say die. No matter how desperate things may seem. I think I always like to remember like the famous words of Gunny Highway, a.k.a. Clint Eastwood in Heartbreak Ridge, which is. You improvise, adapt, and overcome. And Kathy is the epitome of this quote. And, and her, her experience and her plan should serve as an inspiration to us all that there are no excuses for not being prepared. So thank you, Kathy, for sharing your personal question and letting others learn from your journey as well. Now, again, if you have any question that you'd like to have reviewed for a future episode of our podcast, or if you'd like to be a featured guest on our show, please head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash tips and let us know. And of course, if you want the free show notes here, make sure that you go over and download them for free over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash 200. And until our next Modern Combat and Spiral podcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.